if you meet a good ad agency or a good marketing agency and they can literally do the maths with you for your allowable cost per lead and then show you that they can bring you leads below that price and the impact that that will have on your revenue you need to find the money to do that because it's going to accelerate your progress as a business hi everyone welcome back to the stay hungry podcast today we're talking about code break the leading digital ads agency Andy, what's with the cocky title? What's going on? Yes, this episode will cut to the chase. If you're a hungry business owner, needing more leads coming in, we're your team. Basically, don't want to be the world's best kept secret and to make sure that in amongst all the free content of value we're here to deliver, people actually do realise what we do for a living. Um, And a large part of that is we either run digital ads for hungry business owners or we coach them to get better results through digital ads themselves. So, nice. yeah, want to talk about that? Nice. So, what what's brought this on? Um, so, what I was watching an episode of Blackadder Goes For. Some people won't have a clue what that is, but it was a comedy um, with Rowan Atkinson, and they were looking for someone who was a really good painter. And it turned out that one of the lead um, guys in in the comedy was a good painter. And he said, "Well, one doesn't like to blow one's own trumpet." And Blackadder said. Well, you might have at least told us you had a trumpet. No. Nice. And, and that's what made me think, well, yeah, do people know that we've actually got a trumpet? We're talking about marketing, we talk about mindset. Does everyone who listens to the podcast realize how we actually make our money and the results we deliver for our paying clients? Mm. So this episode is all about done for you digital ads or digital ad coaching. So if that's for you, if you're not getting enough of a return from your digital ads. Or to be honest, maybe you're not running ads, and you, but you realise you need more customers and organic content ain't the way forward. Well, listen, we've got 30 minutes of ads magic for you. Okay. Maybe even <laughs> longer. Well, okay, maybe five. <laughs> okay, so um, what, what is it that we know that other people don't without giving the game away? Um. We know digital ads are the best thing since sliced bread. And, but I, th- and I do like bread. And I think, yeah. Focaccia? Wow. Do you know, I, do like a foca- I do like a focaccia with some sea salt on, yeah. But I'm not... Does, bread doesn't need to be fussy for me. I quite like white bread. Ooh. Maybe I'm just spork because makes it sourdough. Oh, sourdough shit. Oh. That, I'm saying it right now. It's oh. a fad. Oh, homemade sourdough um unfortunately also i'm reading i'm doing into various sort of diets training nutrition they pretty much all say to have bread and that's really sad well because essentially you're eating savory cake it's it's but can you imagine life without bread no i don't have much bread but when i do it's tremendous i forgot that... already how do you get talk about bread oh best, best thing since sliced bread. bread so our ad service um well digital ads i mean i think in fact, I know a lot of business owners we speak to, 99% of their marketing is organic. So that, me- that you know, it doesn't have to be online, organic. That could be pounding the payments, knocking on doors, picking up the phone, going to expos. But when it comes to digital, that means, you know, um, doing tweaks to their website, um, sending emails, doing posts on Facebook, putting videos on YouTube. Um, so it's all that sort of manual. It's It's... It can be a case of throwing lots of shit at the wall. So some of it will stick, and that's great. What digital ads can do 
is ensure that all the shit you throw at the wall sticks. So essentially, it saves you money. <laughs> Lovely analogy. Would you like all of off- your shit to stick to the wall? Comes <laughs> to co break. Is too much of your shit slipping off the wall? <laughs> so yeah, that's no, really interesting. So everyone that comes to work with us um, starts with a MTS session. So MTS is marketing that sells. So you'll spend a morning or an afternoon with myself or you, and we'll look at your business as a whole. Now, history tells me that those sessions turn into a business coaching session more than just a marketing session. And psychology comes into it, sales technique comes into it, processes come into it, operations come into it. But the fundamental spine of the process for us is that if you can't pay to generate a customer you haven't got a business beautiful and that's, that's not fair joel so, so so facebook's free but you're saying to make the most of it i've got to pay for facebook ads how how dare they so it, if you're the right person for code break if you're a hungry business owner you would rather exchange money than time that, oh fucking hell! Right, write that one down. Yeah, and just, come on, that one. It just fucking annoys me that people people don't value time. I, I'm on one about time today, but sit with me for every five pound you give me, I give you twenty pound back. Or sit with me, and for ten thousand pound, I'll teach you how to do it yourself. But it's going to take you twenty hours a week. You should choose the first option every single time, and yet. The amount of people that will watch YouTube videos till the cows come home, watch TikTok videos, try and amble their way through an email funnel or a ads campaign, not understanding that a paid ads campaign actually needs an email funnel, a nurture sequence, a sales team, and everything else behind it. I just get really frustrated with business owners who want to do everything for free when ultimately if you if you can see a return on investment and it's stabilized so you can see right genuinely for every five pound i spend i get 20 pound back why aren't you out on the hunt for as many five pound notes as you can possibly find i've got one for you then i'll probably need your maths help i was speaking to a business owner last week yeah very happy with themselves because they've built their own website i've seen worse websites but i've seen a lot better websites and they're very pleased that they had done it themselves they didn't have to pay anyone to do it so i asked them how long it take them and they reckon about 180, 190 hours. I said, okay, what do you charge an hour? They charge 50 pounds an hour. So what's that? What's 50 times 180? Well, talking 10 grand. Yeah, 10 grand. And then they're a bit shocked. And they asked how much we would charge to build an equivalent website. I said, well, we'll build you a website that's better than that. In a shorter space of time, half the price. and yeah, for basically half the price, and they didn't feel so popular, and and that's why. But there'll always be some people who are ah oh, right. So I, I managed to fix that leak myself. It only took me all of Sunday. Well, I spent all of Sunday with my wife and kids, and I paid the plumber twenty quid, and he fixed it in five minutes. Yeah, I, I this annoys me all the time. And look, there's an arrogance about this because there are people out there that simply can't afford to leverage money for time, and mm-hmm. that's not who we're talking to. Those people, and, and you know, like I was fortunate to have very handy parents. We very rarely had to pay anyone to come to our house to fix stuff, do stuff, cook stuff, clean stuff. They were practical beyond measure and genuinely did a good a job as a professional. Fine. But the reason that they were that practical is because we couldn't afford an alternative. If you can afford an alternative, you've got your priorities wrong. Because I, 
and I made this mistake last year. First world problem, but when we had the terrible winds last year, our sky dish blew down. So me and my, I'll fucking show you, Hannah, situation, got the ladder out, got up on the roof, put the sky dish back. Did it work? Did it fuck? So all I did was risk my life for no reason and then lost a morning to it and ended up stressed and covered in bits of roof. Like It's just not sane. And we all go through it, and your ego screams at you, well, if you can do it yourself, should you really pay someone else to do it? And it's not necessarily to save money. Sometimes it's like a pride thing. But if you meet a good ad agency or a good marketing agency, which Codebreak is, and they can literally do the maths with you for your allowable cost per lead and then show you that they can bring you leads below that price and the impact that that will have on your revenue, you need to find the money to do that because it's going to accelerate your progress as a business. At the end of the day, nothing's free. If you're using Facebook because it's free, well, no, it's not. They'll, they'll want your data. You know, when you download that bloody face aging app for free, well, no, they want your data. There's always got to be fair exchange. So maybe you can get traction organically on social media. So it's up to whether you want that to exponentially increase or not. Yeah. So I'll tell a story about someone who came to an MTS session the other day. She runs a membership club for women. Um, she spent the last two years building it up. Uh, she won't mind me saying that she currently charges £47 a month to be in this membership club. And it's a private members club. And then throughout the year, she arranges retreats, spa days, oh, get-togethers, meals with high-level high thinkers and female entrepreneurs. And I, and I said, look, there's a, there's a major problem with what's going on here. Um, you're, you're simply not charged enough to achieve what you want. That not, or what you said, what's not, not included in the 47? No, no, oh, you right, pay on yeah. top for the right. different bits and bobs. So, yeah, this lady had spent two years uh, building up her membership to 120 members, and then um, she wanted to take it to the next level. And I said, okay, we'll send out this early bird offer to your founder members. Um, let's see how many take you up on it. Now, I don't know the exact numbers, but quite a few took her up on the, the package up and the package up from that. And so she ended up doing 41 grand in a week following that meeting. And you could argue that that's all organic, but what's what's not clear there and, and why it isn't all organic is actually she'd invested two years of time to build that list. Mm-hmm. Now, she knows when she comes back to us that we can accelerate that process. So she's got 120 people in her membership through two years of graft. I'd argue you could probably get another 120 in six months with digital ads. And that's where it gets exciting. So digital ads faster i mean you know okay i suppose we have got miracles for plants in like one week sometimes overnight your ads start generating the income that's brilliant yeah. but quicker results and obviously more targeted results as well yeah so say for example you know if you post something on your facebook page well for a start you'd be lucky if only if five percent of your audience sees it because of the algorithm yeah yeah and you don't have any control over who follows your facebook page so it could be competitors it could be people who are nosy but would never, ever in a million years buy off you. So you are investing in, in your time into reaching the wrong people. Whereas with ads, not only can it give you results quicker, the people you can put your company in from, if your ads are done right, 
are going to be the people most likely to buy off you, which comes back to the effectiveness of targeting. And at the moment, not many platforms have the kind of depth and volume of data that Facebook does. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely true. And the things you can do around that, you know, lookalike audiences, which is where you pull in your email list to make Facebook find people that look like the people you already do business with. Like that kind of stuff's so powerful. But what that, about ad? I mean, ad retargeting. We, we've got, I mean, I don't think we run ad campaigns for any clients now where we don't include ad retargeting because there's a lot of people out there who are spending time and or money getting in front of people, but then they're not fucking staying in front of them. So they're sending one email or maybe they'll send another email in six months time or they're um, working on their SEO. So someone's come to their website, but there's no real data capture on the website, no incentive, no hook. People have a look around, very nice, and off they go. And you've got no way of staying in front of that person. And oh, yeah. Retarding is just like fucking hell, a magic pill. For and I mean, the sad reality is that very few businesses get website inquiries now. It's just not how people do business. They use the website as a brochure to decide, unless you're e-commerce, they use the website as a brochure to decide if they want to work with you or not. Now, I can further demonstrate this in that we're running a campaign right now to download a free guidebook for Code Break. And if you get to the thank you page of the free guidebook, you get offered a ticket to Stay Hungry Live, which is our in-person marketing workshop. About 75% of the leads that come through that process have already been on our website. It absolutely blows my mind when I look, when you think about that, that those people are lurking, they're looking. If they're just, they just needed a reason to like swap values to exchange data and that'll be the same for every business a lot of that comes down to control don't we i mean you know none of us would have set up a business if there wasn't a little bit of control freak about us but i don't know what you mean being <laughs> no 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 <laughs> um being controlled is a good thing that's why having an email database is a good thing because you're mm. not at anyone's mercy then you have the power to stay in touch with these people until they stick around and say no i'm not interested anymore so having that control about who you target, having that control to know that when someone comes to my website, it is in my control to keep my brand in front of them. It's, it's an amazing thing. So, so um, who will digital ads not be suitable for? So it's tricky. Um, I think the the people that we identify as potentially being a problem client uh people with no money um because it'll keep you up at night too yeah yeah, yeah exactly so like it should keep you on your toes mm. your, your marketing budget should keep you on your toes but it shouldn't be so much that it keeps you awake at night um Very important. people who uh have been burnt more than once because i think it's probably their fault that's ah okay so yeah so those people that like marketing agencies are shit well some are for sure um (laughs) when you're on your seventh one hmm. yeah uh, you know like it would be lovely for me to come on the podcast and be like yeah all our competitors are shit but they're not that's not the reality there's some brilliant marketing companies out there so if you're coming to me and saying well i've been through five marketing agencies and it was shit I, I don't want to work with you oh. um, because 
I mean, even if they were all shit, one of them would probably have at least got lucky. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, Some of that shit did stay. Yeah. So uh, that they're like they're two of the main indicators, and I guess the third is um, lifestyle business. So completely appreciate there's people out there that want to work between nine and three when their kids are at school or uh, they're in semi-retirement or they just want to keep their toe in the water in the business community because perhaps they were a big part of that community earlier in their career but don't go to a marketing company that's hungry to get you success if all you want to do is tick along Mm -hmm. because um you'll you'll end up butting heads and not because either of you are wrong it's just because it's a bad fit that it's really hard when a marketing company presses the accelerator for you to then press the brake. It like that's it's yeah. demoralizing for the for the marketing company, but also it's just not how it works. When you build momentum, you can't you can't then try and slow it down. I mean, we talk a lot in our content about the importance of consistency, consistent persistence, and this is another example where yeah. Ad platforms don't like it when you turn your ads on and off all the time. Oh, things are really busy. I better turn my ads off. And then, oh, thick shit, uh, I've lost customers. Let's turn the ads back on. And you're constantly turning the engine off and then trying to start up from cold again. Yeah. Social media platforms are like any business. They like residual income. They like to see income coming in every month, and they're going to look after you better. Chances are your organics can start falling better as well. Yeah, well, that absolutely that. And then... That's the argument for organic too. The more consistent you are with the organic, the better your ads perform. But an interesting conversation I had with someone the other day was, oh, I don't advertise October, November, December, because that's when everybody else advertises Black Friday, Christmas. And I was like, no, you you still need to have an advertising presence. And they were like, but it's expensive. It's, I can't justify the cost per lead. But yes, but if you keep your advertising presence now, even if it's at a low level, your cost per lead in January will be much lower than it would be if you were starting from cold. Mm-hmm. And oh, I never thought of it like that. And it's exactly what you said, that the algorithm incentivizes you to always have at least an advert on. Yeah. And I don't think people remember that. Well, you know, we saw from the last recession, uh, it was estimated that uh, a third of businesses that went under were the ones who didn't market themselves during the good times. Because I understand it, if customers are coming in, look, I've got money, I'm on going on all day, don't need to spend money on marketing. That can be a real danger point. There's a re- there's a reason that the big brands always have a presence, no matter oh, what things are going and, good or bad. And when you're a small business and a growing small business, say let's say you're doing a hundred grand a year, and a marketing company says, "Oh, you need to spend ten percent on marketing." Okay, ten grand a year. That that sounds like a lot, but I can stomach it. When you're making a million pound and you suddenly have to spend a hundred grand a year on marketing, you start trying to make reasons not to spend all of that on marketing because that is a chunk of change. But actually you're wrong. Yeah. And, and you know, complete transparency, even us as a marketing company, we go through that. If we have a stellar month, it's very hard for us to say, right, well, we did a 200K month last month. Let's spend twenty grand on marketing next month. Yeah, because yeah. that is a severe head fuck. Absolutely, and and you know my maths is shit, but so so this is how simple your maths have to be when it comes to your ads. I mean, you raised a very good point that firstly, you need to be kept on your toes with the amount of money you're spending, but you still got to sleep at night. Yeah, but the maths 
does have to stack. So uh, the example I use is that mattress company that approached us from London just before the pandemic, and they were selling matches at a grand a pop. They wanted to sell an extra 20 matches a week, so that's an extra 20 grand's worth of revenue. But they would only give us a hundred pound a week ad budget, and it's like, no thanks, you know, we're good. We can't turn water into wine. You can't, you can't make 20 grand by by investing a hundred quid. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's why before we agree to to work with the business, these MTS sessions are vital for us to sit down to go through the numbers and to work out where there's a good fit. So tell you something, I don't want to be waking up at night thinking, oh, we shouldn't have taken that guy's money. I think yeah. that's too big a risk for him, et cetera, et cetera. So it's important to know that it might not be right for everyone, but we know not every ad agency operates that same kind of way. What would you say the common mistakes you see advertisers, ad agencies doing that we're trying yeah. to avoid for our clients? Um, so they'll never tell you your allowable cost per lead. Oh, uh, go on, explain. So it's, it's fairly simple maths. To, to figure out what your allowable cost per lead is. So if you look at uh, overall revenue times marketing budget percentage, so service business is generally roughly 10%. So if we worked with 100 grand revenue, right, you've got a marketing budget of 10%, so that leaves you with 10 grand. Then it's like, okay, how many inquiries turn into sales calls? 50%, right, okay. So that, that cuts us down to the five grand. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, and then how many uh, sales calls turn into a sale? 25%, right? Okay, so 25% of five grand is 1,250. So to make the same money, your allowable cost per lead is 1,250. Now, obviously it's not because there's more, there's more factors at play. How many inquiries do you need to get a call? How many calls do you need to get a sale? How many sales do you need to make the revenue? But the marketing agency should be able to talk you through all of those numbers and reverse all the way back to your allowable cost per lead, including any variables. And if they can't, do not give them money. Because until they can tell you, right, for you to do, for you to perform exactly how you have in the last 12 months, this is how much we need to be able to get a lead for. That's the key metric in any marketing plan. The next bit is, given our experience, we think your actual cost per lead will be this. So if allowable cost per lead to hit the same number you hit in the last year is this, but actual cost per lead is 25% of that, you'll quadruple your turnover should the math stack. Now, I do this in the, in the Stay Hungry Live session in front of the room and show people, right, well, this is where you are now. This is what would happen if you work with Code Break because I know that mm -hmm. I can get your cost per lead to this. And this is the revenue that you'll get on the other side. And you very often, you know, we had a gardener the other day who he he done two hundred and forty grand in his first year of trading. Fucking hell. Wow. Fair going. And I looked at where the drop offs were in terms of improving his um inquiry to sale and also improving number of inquiries to inqu number of leads to inquiry and then how much I could reduce his cost per lead by. And if all of it lined up, which it never would, but in, in the perfect storm, if all of it lined up, he'd have done 12 million. Wow. And everyone in the room was like, are you fucking joking? So why wouldn't ad agencies look at this? Hold them accountable. Um, so the things you'll hear, which are, are valid metrics, but 
only when given context is they'll talk about reach, they'll talk about impressions, they'll talk about number of views, which all do matter. Brand awareness does it matter? Does matter? Yeah, yeah it really does matter. Doesn't but, put food on the table, but there we go. But yeah, <laughs> but if you've approached that marketing agency and said, "I need to double my sales in the next year." And the marketing agency is talking back to you in a different language. Oh, well, 300 <laughs> more people saw your video. No one gives a shit. Um, so there needs to be that. that That's a real indicator of when you sit down with a marketing company, if they start talking about how creative their ads are or how good they are at coming up with exciting campaigns, but they avoid the numbers, run. Uh-huh. Um, because I'm a creative person. I love the creativity that can go into a campaign, but that always comes second to the numbers. Um, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the wall behind us, and the quote is from David Ogilvy, and it says, if it doesn't sell, it isn't creative. Yeah. So that's that would be my kind of number one tip for avoiding working with a shit agency. The The other bits are asking the right questions. So like, okay, so what do you guys do about self-development? What do you guys do about professional development? And if the agency turns around and says, well, you know, we have a training session once a quarter, again, run. Because I know our team and me and you personally, I mean, like between us, we've got like eight coaches. We're constantly working on ourselves because we always want to be at the forefront of our game plus business and mindset. So, yeah, so I'd say that I suppose, yeah, if someone's employing an ad agency and it's to do ads, they might not be thinking along these lines. So it's important that people know that this is why we like to think of ourselves as an agency plus. There's a lot that goes into it. So you've talked about leads and inquiries and stuff. So if our job is to generate ads that create more leads, we will always take it one step further and say, well, actually, how can we get more leads to convert into sell? What can we do in our skill sets to help you? So ultimately, you get more customers. Our job is to help you generate more customers so it's great if you get all these leads but if it turns out your salesperson's clearly shit because you can't we can't generate a hundred targeted leads for you and you're for your salesperson to turn around and say oh yeah the leads are all shit yeah. it's like well, okay let's 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 look at this a bit more deeply because we've given a hundred people who stuck their hands up to say yes i'm interested in working with you what have you done to contact and recontact these 100 people and explain your process. Yeah, I had that. So I did an MTS session with a new client yesterday. And they're a £2.7 million business, so a decent-sized business. And uh, I said, well, what, like, why are you sat here? Because you've grown exponentially. What what brings this? And she was like, there's holes in the business. There's, there's, there's money left on the table. Okay, great, let's have a look. And we dissected the business. And it wasn't a marketing problem, but marketing will help. It was that their sales team are a bottleneck in their business. So actually, uh, not all the inquiries get serviced. Wow. Um, which is a more common problem than most business owners realise. We should know that when we need help and we leave a message. How many times people yeah. get back to you? It's like, mm. Yeah, and me and you have got examples of car repair centres, insurance companies, solicitors, that we've left a message and never heard again. Mm-hmm. If you haven't identified the sales bottlenecks in your business, it doesn't matter how good your marketing is if you can't service the leads. Leaky bucket, we call it. Yeah. And because we identified it, and, it, and it's not an individual's fault, it's, they're actually overworked. So the, the game now is that they are distributing some of that responsibility to someone else in the business, 
which has then freed up capacity, which then allows them to light the marketing fire. That's the kind of conversations we have with our clients. We don't just sit there and go, well, we're going to get you a shit ton of leads and then it's over to you. See ya. Yeah. It is, a, it's, it's one I still see now and then. Um, agencies who will use their own ad accounts to represent a client. Yeah. Well, I know the, why they do it. To get Amex points. <laughs> Basically, if you see an agency owner flying business class, on all of his holidays, he's doing that on your points. <laughs> that's that's like. So, what would be the, what would be the benefit for the clients? They think actually that sounds yeah. You 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 run my ads through your own ad account. I don't care. I'll just give you my Facebook ad budget. You use your own ad account and you give it to Facebook. It's uh, there's usually two reasons. What the main reason is the mild inconvenience of trying to set up a Facebook ad account is is a, it it's not an intuitive platform at the setup stage, and. There will be agencies out there who are just like, yeah, we could do like that ball lake. Let's run it for them. And and I, th- I think that's mm-hmm. fair, but they should be transparent about it because what that means is that agency owns all the data, including the pixel data through your website. So any of the retargeting and stuff, if you leave that agency, you it's, it's theirs. You haven't got it. Um, the the other reason is is self preservation. It's and I would say. It should be an alarm bell that if you meet an agency and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we always run it through our own account. We don't run it through our client's account. Um, they're protecting themselves ahead of you, and that should worry you. And the other, and the big risk there as well is if one of their other clients is in a different category to you and their ads get banned, that the whole account could get banned, and then your ads are down for something that's not your fault. So control again, a lot of it there. Yeah, and... And, like, we've seen both sides of the coin. I'm not going to say, oh, it's bloody awful that agencies that do that because they're, they're, we've got clients that, for whatever reason, can't have an ad account, and we've had to find mm. a way. But nine times out of ten, it, it'll be either they want the Amex points on the spend or they, or they don't even want to disclose quite how much you're spending on your ads, where I prefer to just be transparent. A big one for me is, is that, uh, well, talk about control a lot but it is that that self-development to, to, to learn to constantly want to be better and to get better results for the client so because ads work a certain way today doesn't mean they'll work that way tomorrow or in six months in mm. six months time they certainly won't so if you're not keeping your knowledge ahead of the curve your clients will suffer now of course loads of market agencies they're, they're always always learning but I'd say not many companies block off time in the diary. You know, for, for all our team as well, if they don't do their minimum two hours learning a week, there's going to be trouble. We are literally saying you can have time off to learn. So whether that's listening to podcasts, reading books, following guides, watching a YouTube video, but to make sure that your knowledge when it comes to <coughs> digital advertising is second to none, which comes back to our motto of staying hungry and hungry mm. to learn hungry to do more than the bare minimum. And it's hard for our companies these days. It's because I think if, if you get served the bare minimum, you're quite happy these days because you're so used to getting let down. When someone says, hey, Joel, I'm going to deliver that to you on Thursday, are you generally surprised when they do? I, I think there's a culture in some businesses, not all, to do, to, get, to do as little as they can get away with and still get paid. Um, 
you know, I see that across. Well, it's got the money first. Yeah, yeah. But, well, even if they haven't, they'd still take the money off you. So, well, we, we did the minimum requirements of the contract. Now, we just don't work that way. Um, like, we have a phrase in the business, go the extra mile, not the extra marathon. But I'd say very often we're probably doing a 5K or a 10K for people. That's, that's like, we we will look for the gaps in their business processes. We will look for... Uh, the inefficiencies, the efficiency savings, um, tactics that they might not have thought about, because that's for us. That's where the fun is in in actually getting involved and giving a shit. I think giving a shit isn't it? That's 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 massive, and that will come down a lot of it to personality. Some people you'll just gel with, others you won't. Again, another reason why we don't just jump into a twelve month commitment with people. But you know, a bit painful, I know, to talk about your car. But <laughs> when Joel had a little prang and his Tesla went into the repair shop, one, no one knew which repair shop it was, where it was, the car went missing, all this kind of stuff, right? Still missing. Still missing. So how many weeks are we in? Seven. Seven weeks in, right? And Joel's had this shitty car to, to, to replace it. And the insurance company called up and they offered him £75. So there's an example of a company just so not giving a shit about Joel's happiness, well-being, anything like that, you think, fucking hell, it is, is, that, is that where we are now? Yeah, I should probably ring them. <laughs> it's bad, isn't I, it? I'd be on the point, of, like, it's just, it's just like, I can't let this ruin my Christmas. It happened in October, so I'm just like... Yeah, if you give a shit, you're ahead of the game. If you say you're going to deliver on Thursday, and you deliver on Thursday, you're ahead of the game, because most people deliver on Friday. Saturday, Sunday, fuck knows when. Yeah. And then you will have to chase them saying, you said Thursday, what's happening? Oh, oh yeah, uh, unprecedented times, mate. Fucking hell. Every, everyone's got an excuse. Every, always. I'm really busy. Well, fuck me, so am I. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so I'm late, traffic's bad. Traffic's yeah, bad. I won't come to the Christmas bash, I'm busy. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, time. Uh, I think that comes into pretty much every podcast we record, doesn't it? it got to put a value on your time. If that's, you know, Building a website, if that's running an ad campaign, what, how much, okay, so you're not paying anyone to do it, you're doing it yourself. How much of your time has that cost you? Yeah. And more often than not, you will save yourself money and got better results by outsourcing. But um, obviously, we offer done for you and coaching. Yeah. So when it comes to running digital ads, how would you say what's, what's going to be right for a business owner listening, whether they'll know whether it's done for you or coaching they need? Um. I think a good if you if you're unsure, I've got a solution. But if you are sure, usually if uh, you like to have everything under your nose, you like to make sure you know exactly what's going on and when. Maybe you've got a couple of marketing employees, whatever. Um, coaching's probably better mm-hmm. because it's it's the handhold and the guide and the person, um, you know, on the end of the phone essentially to help you overcome hurdles and, and to perhaps avoid things that you wouldn't know were coming unless you had that coach. Um, if you just want it handled and you want to know for every pound I spend, I get three pound back or for every pound I spend, I get 10 pound back done for you. Um, saves you the hassle of worrying about having an internal marketing function. Um, and you still get that uh, support from your account manager or from myself or Andy looking after you. And yeah, uh, if you're not sure, 
what I would suggest is either have a discovery call with myself or Andy, and we'll go through lots of questions and help you come to a conclusion, or come to Stay Hungry Live, which is our live in-person event uh, held in the Penta Suite at the Genting Hotel in Birmingham. It's an all-day marketing workshop. We demonstrate exactly how digital ads work. We demonstrate how to calculate allowable cost per lead, how to calculate actual cost per lead, all these things. We talk about the psychology behind it, the amount of work that goes into it. And you will be sure by the end of that day whether you want to do that yourself or pass it on to someone else. And either is fine. You can still come to an MTS session with us and you can still go on either path. Thanks for listening to the Stay Hungry podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Now, if you're looking to sort your marketing out, visit fixmymarketing.co.uk and get in touch today.